You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. In the future, Randy will not make future predictions that can be proven wrong in his lifetime. This is Melanie, and in the future, there will be hippie love again. This is Jesse. In the future, fruit will be used for data storage, and the line of Apple products will be great again. Some time ago, uh, this is many years, I read an article where they were figuring out how to store data on rat brain tissue. Yeah. Mm. I recently read something that sperms have 72 point something megabytes of information on them. In them. I mean. Really? Yeah. It's really creepy when you put it into like a quantifiable measurement that <laughs> really? I have concept of. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, you know, that's like an MP3 album right there. Yep, that's half oh, of yeah. a person. That's half a person. <laughs> that's a really short video. <laughs> so we're all like double albums. Yeah. Some of us. <laughs> well, I don't know how much is in the egg. They're bigger, so there might be like four times as much. I don't know. Oh, that's true. That's like a big old... The, the sperm's just the USB drive or... or and, uh, you know... The egg's the computer. Yeah. yeah. It's like the hard drive. Yep, the motherboard. Right. The, there you go. Motherboard. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Welcome to the Growlix Podcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to find our footing. (laughs) Uh, This is episode 35, I believe. I hope you're keeping track because I'm not. Well, I mean, when I'm on the computer, I I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what was the last episode? All right, there we go. Yeah, no, it's it's 35. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about witches of all kinds. Yeah, of all because that's what you do in December. In December, you talk about witches. Yeah, because we're going to talk about witches, the comic book series, and and we finally figured out why we didn't care about Suicide Squad. Yeah, and there was a witch in that. So enchantress. Oh, that doesn't even count. She's totally a witch. She's totally yeah. like it's some kind of alien entity too. Uh, they didn't really specify. They said something about alien, and they don't know what she was. She was a witch, other dimensional. She was an ancient being. We don't need to get into this yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was a witch. Okay. Everyone called her a witch. She had I'll accept it. Ter- terrible dance moves. Yeah, she wasn't even dancing. Nope. What the heck was she doing at the end of that movie? What were those she, body? She movements? was enchanting. <laughs> we weren't gonna get into this. What was that? This is gonna go great. I don't know. Let's let's move on. No, yeah, we finally saw Suicide Squad. We're I think oh. the last comic book related podcast on Earth to talk about it. But we was that last episode or the episode before where we were pondering like, why don't we care? Why don't we want to go I, see this? Because I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> he still doesn't care. It's <laughs> not. We'll get into that. No, me and Jesse were talking a bit about that. We, yeah, we didn't know. We we're just like, oh, it was it was two episodes. It was uh, Rotten Tornadoes. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It was our Snyder, our good Snyder, bad Snyder, suicide apathy. Hey, we got good Snyder, bad Snyder going today. Yeah. Bad Snyder was a producer on Suicide Squads, but he's still there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
It was <laughs> it was not as bad as I was thought it was going to be though. Yeah, well, that was good. I mean, it's not wasn't good, but it wasn't. Uh, we'll get into it more. I think there's bad. definitely worse. Yeah, but we'll get into it more shortly. It's December, so the holidays are coming up. We're in the middle of the holidays, actually, depending where you're at. You know, with Thanksgiving just happened. I apologize because I just had a Thanksgiving yeah. and I'm turkeyed, turkey brained, turkey brained. I gobble gobbled it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a thing you do. Wow! On the Sunday after Thanksgiving, that's when true. We record. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse will have. This will be his last appearance on the episode for about <laughs> till the end, till we start hearing the snoring. It's a, that's cool. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot of in-house stuff. Um, I guess we'll do the usual thing that I said we're not going to do anymore and welcome the new podcast that joined our, our podcast network with us. But we just have one this month, and they're a cool show, so I want to give them a shout out. If you like us, you'll, you'll like them too. So, uh, The Awesome Sunday Show. But they talk about movies and comics and similar to us, but less focused strictly on comics, more focused on on a wide variety of stuff. Like uh, a couple of recent episodes, they did an episode on their favorite comedies. That was shortly after um, the elections. They're like, we need to f- let's focus on something happy and fun. So they did an episode about their favorite uh, comedy movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did an episode uh, review of Luke Cage series, mm-hmm. uh, Netflix series. So they definitely work within uh the genre of topics that we talk about but uh, a more wider focus less narrowed in on comics specifically like yeah. we tend to be mm. right. um but they join the electronic media collective so be sure to check them out electronicmediacollective.com yeah .com if you listen to me, my updates makes me want to <laughs> restart the saturday saturday morning dub dub cast yep <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the uh, grandpappy of this show. Yeah, uh-huh. it, this is really a spinoff of that, and it surpassed it in every way. Yep. That was a rough show at times. Uh, lots <laughs> of times. <laughs> but it was more, you know, whatever. It was exactly whatever. That was its purpose, to yeah. be whatever. Yeah. Um, except I kept trying to shoehorn weird news into it for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I did. I did. I kept Super trying to. topical. <laughs> and people, people kept trying to get me to tell stories, and I was like, No. You've heard this story. I'm not telling it again. <laughs> we did a two episode special where uh, Melanie and her friend Allison got drunk, and that was the episodes. Yeah, I remember not remembering that. Where did? How did we get here? <laughs> we were talking about somebody else's show. Yeah, <laughs> the awesome Sunday show. <laughs> that's that's all I got for shout outs. Yeah, I need to fight the urge to fill. Yes, you do. Like I am now. Stop it. Okay, so content. It's content. Are you are you fooled yet? It's content. Gobble 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 it up. Gobble gobble it up. Turkey brain. While you can. While you can. This is this is seventy five percent more sing song than we're used to. Already. And I was like, "Ah, uh, it's a little more than that. Mm-hmm. A little more than seventy-five percent." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's. I guess let's get into it. You guys want to talk about witches? Yes. <laughs> Such a weird way to start. I know. Hey, hey you guys want to talk about witches? Let's talk, you know about witches? <laughs> <laughs> which witch is your witch? <laughs> 
Well, we could have some leading and be like. Oh, the chit. Yeah. Yeah. Chit. Just to clarify, chit. (laughs) Chit. I thought it was supposed to be a noise, not a freaking specific word. Jeez. Well, the the word, it's an onomatopoeia, though. The word makes the noise. But what what, what makes that noise? What makes a chit noise? Witches. You you don't know which. (laughs) Which way to go. So, yeah, chit, chit, fine. Chit, chit, fine? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Chitty, chitty, fine, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Content. It's content. (laughs) The more, the merrier when it's content. You're not learning anything, but we're making (laughs) sounds. It's content. (laughs) (laughs) This is our next promo, isn't it? (laughs) Hey, on the Grolix Podcast, content. Content. Don't be fooled. It's... It is content. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, How did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, do you know what is the next pull list pick? <gasps> I have no clue, actually. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> okay, so what we're... Okay, holy crap. We are off our game. All right, so what we are leading into is our pull list pick. Every episode, we read a book picked by listeners and visitors to the website. You too can be one of those visitors and hopefully a listener. Go to grolixpodcast.com and if you're on the desktop, it'll be right on the home page on the in the sidebar, the right-hand sidebar. If you're on mobile, you got to go to the is it titled pull list page? Yes. Go to, go to the pull list page and you can vote right there. And uh the winning vote each month is what we read next month. The winning comic for this episode was Witches, so we read it and we will talk about it. And uh, Jesse's going to fill us in on what we're reading next for next episode. Next month, we will be reading Thor, the Goddess of Thunder. Oh, interesting. With uh, Kingdom Come in close second. Thor, Goddess of Thunder. I'm really interested in that. I've heard nothing of it. I know what it is. And it's been on our pull list for a long time. Yeah. Um, That one definitely piqued my interest because it's kind of off the beaten path. It's not your standard, like, you know, we get a lot of, like, the classic essential like mm-hmm. big superhero stories you should read you know crisis on infinite earth stuff like that um civil war civil infinity war. gauntlet all that's on there and then like well received indie stuff like the saga or witches but that thor i thought was interesting because it's like you know it's somewhat modern yeah. <laughs> no it's not interesting <laughs> well it's a girl i know that Wait. makes it worse <laughs> They made Thor a girl. Aren't aren't you and your <laughs> vagina uh, satisfied with that? No, <laughs> no. But you know, no. We've had this discussion quite a bit. Th- that'll make re- that'll make talking about Thor, goddess of thunder, all the more interesting. Because you mm-hmm. get upset when they placate the yes, women I audience by it. turning one of their male characters into a female. I do. I mean, they didn't really t- turn Thor himself into this woman. It's a different woman, but she took his mantle. Yeah, I know. Which is almost worse, probably. Yeah. yeah. To his manhood. Well, it's like the oh. Bat Girl, Bat Woman, <laughs> I'm just Supergirl, Superwoman. Yeah. Uh, I, I Catwoman is all they need. They don't need anybody else. There is a Catman. Oh well, but- that poor him. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think he predates Catwoman, doesn't D- he? I don't know. I'm still, not sure. Still, poor he's, pretty, him. he's a pretty old character. She's the one that took off. That's for sure. Yeah, oh yeah. That's because yeah. a cat should be a woman. I was actually surprised when he was as awesome as he was in, uh, was it the first Secret Six? 
Yeah, I haven't read it, but yeah, I know people enjoyed that quite a bit, and he was in there. That that one was a kind of Gail Simone's breakout, I think. I yeah. mean, she had been around, but like I remember her getting a lot of buzz for that. Like nobody expected Catman to be good, and she nailed it. Is he still? What do they call him? Um, they call Thor. He's got Odin's son. Odin's son. Is he still? He Odin's is. Son or is he Thor he again? is. No, he's still Odin's son. Um, but they are going to give him his own book if they haven't already. I mean, I'm kind of out of the loop on that. But um, he's got his own title coming up called the Unworthy Thor. So Odin's son will kind of be doing his own thing alongside Thor. Okay. So I don't. He's still out there. He's just not Thor. At this point, they took his name away from him. Well, at, at this point, Thor is like the mantle, I guess. Oh, yeah, he's, un- so, he's not worthy to carry the hammer. Okay. Okay. So sh- this, I don't know who the woman is either. This woman is Thor. She has the mantle. So it's a title and not a name now. Basically. Okay. I know who it is and it's interesting. I don't know if it's revealed in that first volume though. I don't. Oh yeah. They played as a mystery for a while. I remember hearing all about yeah. it. Um, not like plot specifics, but. I thought it was a pretty clever dynamic. I don't know how well it's played out because, again, haven't read it yet, but but we will. Sounds interesting. We'll find out and we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay tuned to see if we think uh, a comic that's over five years old <laughs> actually hit it. It, right. it must have. She's still Thor, so yeah. It is pretty. It it's not quite that old yet, but. Oh, <laughs> it's it's because it was fairly recent when it was added to the list, but it has been on the list since like Grolic's year one. Hey, guys, it's the Zigman and Zach Tagus. And when you finish it up, listen to this great podcast. Make sure you head on over and check out Shotgun Wrestling Radio. That's right. We're new to the EMT Podcast Network. Over at Shotgun Wrestling Radio, we give you the latest news in professional wrestling. That's right. We cover WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and more. Want to know what's going on in the events in the Iowa Independent Seeds? We cover that, too, with our pro wrestling calendar. That's right, Dick Ben. Not only do we cover that, but we also have a wide variety of interviews with pro wrestlers, both past and present. All our interviews can be found on our Facebook page, facebook.com shotgun radio and the number one we hope you'll take the time to give us a listen and remember to give us a like and follow on twitter and facebook at shotgun radio and the number one which is we read numbers one through six it's volume one um Mm -hmm. it's all that's out there currently uh written by scott snyder illustrated by jock i have more information about these people than i usually do um scott snyder we know you guys know who he is. We know who he is. We've read quite a bit of his stuff on the show already he's a batman guy he's a bat Mm -hmm. he's a batman man man yeah uh, illustrated by Jock, who has also worked with Snyder before on his Detective Comics run, mm-hmm. which he was nominated for. Jock was nominated for the Stan Lee something Comics Award for Best Artist that year. <laughs> so they, they gave him an artist award named after a, a writer. Yep. yep. You know, it's Stan Lee. Awesome. He's the token comics guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a name everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, Jock's done a lot of work on Dread, Judge Dread books. Ooh. As well as uh, various DC stuff. He did a lot of work on The Losers run from 2003 to 2006, I think. Um, he did Green Arrow Year One, which I read not long ago myself just for fun. It was good. I liked his art. He also does a lot of movie uh, concept art and promotional uh, art. Um, he was the principal concept designer on Dread, the movie. The good one. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, good. And The Color by Matt Hollingsworth. I have some words for Matt later. (laughs) 
He's done a bunch of work. In 1997, he won the Best Colorist Eisner Award for his work on Preacher, uh, Death, The Time of Your Life, which was a Neil Gaiman book, uh-huh. and Challengers of the Unknown. He's been nominated for a whole bunch of different stuff as well. Witches was released by Image Comics. The first issue was released October 8th, 2014. I remember seeing it in the store, and I was like, hey, I want to read this. There's only six issues out, though it is classified as an ongoing. Snyder and Jock are reportedly working on the second arc. Right now, right. as oh. of as of like a month or so ago, Jock had said at some convention that him and Snyder were getting together and working on it again. And this is also something I want to mention that I kind of want to talk about a little bit later in, when we're discussing it. Plan B Entertainment, which is a film production entertainment uh, company owned by Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. bought the rights to the series a week after issue number one hit the shelves. Hmm. One thing I wanted to say while we were talking about it is... I'm surprised we haven't seen this movie yet. Okay, so Melanie, you've read this before. Mm-hmm. I had read, I want to say the first, I'd read about the, half of this before. Mm-hmm. And I went and started back over and reread the whole thing this time. Jesse, what did you know about this going into it? I knew that it might have witches in it. <laughs> what if it didn't? <laughs> that was great. I was not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> witches, check. I'm thoroughly satisfied. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a little disappointed in their spelling, but that, <laughs> they, they explain that. In, if, you know, if you read it, they do explain that. So, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, by the way, it's witches with a Y instead of an I, if mm-hmm. you're trying to look this thing up. Weirdos. <laughs> Weird. W-Y-E-R-D. Weird. Weird. Wait, did I spell that wrong anyway? Probably. <laughs> okay. You spelled it weird. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, this is a horror comic by Scott Snyder, Jock, all that. It's awesome. I don't. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, plot wise, it's really. We're gonna go into spoilers during all this, so if you haven't yep. read it, check it out. Just know that we we do, I do I personally recommend it. I think it's a good read. Yeah, me too. I liked it. Um, I, I knew I would. Scott Snyder just needs to do horror stuff all the time. Yeah, he should. He's good at it. Yeah. He he's to- going crazy, like Court of Owls. You know, like Batman going crazy, the Joker mm-hmm. is crazy, witches. You have people going crazy. You don't know what's what. Yeah, that's like his bread and butter, and he's obviously drawn to it. Um, because yeah, a lot of a lot of his Batman run was very horror themed. I mean, he made the Joker uh, a boogie, the boogeyman. Um, so. Yeah. And he was an awesome boogeyman, too. He was pretty cool. He was literally creeping out from under uh, Gordon's bed. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> oh, he does some weird things. Anyway, witches. <laughs> Drinking game. How, every time we say witches. Hold on, let me go get my liquor. <laughs> um, uh, so, as I was saying earlier, I saw this on the shelf, the first ep- issue, mm-hmm. when we went to a comic store. And I was like, I want this. I want I want this series. I knew it then. By the cover. By the cover. Yep. And and then I picked it up and I flipped through it and I said, "Yep, I confirmed for myself. I do want this." And I I stand by that still today. It was awesome. I liked it. A family, uh you know, it's it's a daughter and her two parents. They move into like a new town or back to back to somebody's hometown. Yeah. Um I think the mother's hometown. Mm-hmm. And yeah. her, the daughter was being bullied. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And mm-hmm. the daughter believes that the bully was murdered by witches. Yes. Like right in front of her. Yes. Of course, other people don't believe that, but 
she obviously wasn't found guilty of murdering this this really nasty girl that was bullying her. Um, so well, and she blames herself. Like she thinks it's her fault that the witches came. Like mm-hmm. she summoned them or something. Yeah. Um, also, this is not for kids. This is pretty no. hard edged. Yeah. No. The bully scene specifically, like that's yeah, that was uncomfortable mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. So they move to a new town to kind of get away from that. Of course, all the kids at the school already know about it before you know whatever yeah. news travels. Um, the dad is a writer. This feels like it could be a Stephen King thing. The dad is a writer, uh, has had alcohol problems in the past. The mother is in a wheelchair. She was in an accident. She's a doctor, isn't she? she yeah. She's a doctor of some kind. And that's like, you know, that's the whole th- setup. And then, which is, <laughs> I don't know how I, how they could have better, like, set up the whole backstory of, like, these witches. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one thing that felt a little clumsy to me is they've got this crazy bald lady character that attacks the husband at one point turns, mm-hmm. turns out again, this is full spoilers here. She's basically a witch hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does not seem glorious at all in this book. No, no. She looked diseased and sickly. And anyway, she had a peg leg. She did. She like hits him with a peg leg. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the witches are the witches are kind of hardcore in this, so you got to imagine if they, you know, either they kill you or you get messed up. Yeah. So. But she pretty much spills all of the exposition about all the backstory about these witches. Mm-hmm. Well, my issue is it's an info dump, mm-hmm. but it is a pretty cool scene in which she does this info dump and leading up to it. Like, you'd really don't find out that it doesn't really get to that till like three, almost four issues into the run mm-hmm. yeah once you once they spill all that information it's like a quick sprint to the end of the story oh yeah well before that it's all just a bunch of like weirdness like like a deer puking to death in their living room or uh-huh. mm-hmm. and all these things where you're like is that a dream was that a dream or did that happen kind of a situation well and the girl keeps seeing things seeing things out in the woods and thinks she's uh seeing the the bully that was murdered yeah. and that was killed. Like a witch woods. version of her or like, something. Like poking out of trees. <laughs> and then she gets, yeah. she gets a, she gets attacked or bitten by something and she gets a boil on her neck. Ugh, big vagina looking nasty. Did it actually have an eyeball in it or was that just her? Like what became of that? It was, it was always there, okay. but they just, yeah, no, the, I think the eyeball thing was just like, I don't know, a fancy art page. Like, was that a, was that a, uh, a cover? Yeah, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe that's where I'm getting it. Was it? That it was really Oh no, I think that was the last page. I think you're right. Like, like he comes in, he's thing. like, Oh my god, and then uh there it is, like an eyeball. I do wanna I, I do wanna jump back and touch on that opening scene that we the pledge displeged opening thing. It is a great way to open a story because this woman is stuck in a tree looking out the knot hole and like her nose is gone and stuff already. Yeah. And then it's like she gets bashed in the head by by her son, I'm guessing. A little boy. Yeah. Yeah. And that establishes pledged is pledged. But mm-hmm. after she pleads with him to help her. Yeah. It's a pretty brutal and crazy opening to the story. Yeah, it is. And it establishes also just like the feel of it all. Mm-hmm. Like this like amped up anxious terror kind of feeling. 
kind of an anxiety too. Like you yeah. can't trust anything. Uh-huh. If it's like a little boy's willing to bash you in the head with a rock, then whatever's going on is pretty big time. In the single issues, I don't know if they included any of this in the trade. We, uh, I read the the uh, the individual issues. Each issue has like a pretty lengthy bit at the end, written by Scott Snyder, just about uh, about about various things. I didn't read those. I didn't either uh, because they were at the end of the trade. Because I've got the uh, oh humble, okay humble bundle version, and then they put like all of the all the little ending pieces like at the end of the whole volume. From some of that stuff, and also from little bits I remember him talking about in interviews when this was coming out, a lot of what kind of inspired the themes behind this are like basically expo- exploring like horrific ideas related to um, being a father and his family and stuff like that and you can definitely see that in this story mm-hmm. with the little boy bashing the mom mm-hmm. and the kind of twist at the end how that comes out and the way when we kind of learn a little bit more about the main character's drinking and some of the turbulence between him and his daughter it seems like the kind of thing that like Snyder probably got in his head and tortured himself a bit writing this if if he was coming at it from that perspective because mm-hmm. there's definitely some disturbing con concepts that if you were applying it to you know your family or whatever mm-hmm. it would probably mess you up a bit. Her anxiety, the girls, the daughters, that was even before the bully. She had those problems because mm-hmm. he had flashbacks of of trying to help her deal with that. Uh, you know, throughout the book. Well, and that seemed like um, it was just the way something she always had yeah because he talked about you know he had similar type problems when he was young and Mm -hmm. stuff and they don't really get specific as to what type of problems it is it still goes with my thing that i think always that dads get along better with their daughters and moms get along better with sons this mom it just fits perfectly (laughs) into the into my reasoning yeah i like the tone of the book overall there's good moments jesse mentioned the deer Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in the house, got in the house, and then vomited blood, and it looked like it vomited its tongue out onto the floor. Yeah, what else? And then the the bit about where uh, when somebody's pledged, you know, the people around will work against against you, and at some point, somebody will like drug you basically and make you forget all about the person who was pledged. Yeah, the person in your family that was pledged to be murdered by witches. Yep, that sets up a good twist too. But they play with that a bit. Where at one point he comes in and asks the wife about the daughter, and she's like, "Who?" And I was like, "Oh, that's good. That's mm-hmm. that's upsetting." You oh know? yeah, yeah. I think that's how they end the uh, that issue. Like he gets done talking to the witch hunter, comes home, and and uh, and it's true. It's like who who's sailor? Like her room is gone and everything. Like no clue that she was ever existed. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of work, man. Yeah. <laughs> What do you guys think of the witches themselves? Because this is definitely a different take. I don't know if he pulled from other stuff, but it, it definitely feels like they made an effort to kind of like make their own rules, like make these their own type of creatures. They seem like magical mole creatures. Yeah. Yeah, they they live underground, and it kind of seems like they come up through trees and stuff. Trees are definitely... Yeah. Like, at first, I didn't think I liked it because it just made them, like, a monster uh-huh. instead of what we normally think of as witches. But then you, then later on, you kind of hear their voice a little bit more, and it makes it obvious that they're not, they're not just, like, 
beasts. Uh-huh. Like there's there's an intelligence, even if it's like a hive mind or whatever, going on here. Like they don't really speak, but then they have an they have a voice later on. Mm-hmm. And there's like really old ones that are more rooted. Yeah, into the ground. Yeah. That whole tree motif was pretty crazy. Uh huh. Do they have like six eyes? Was it three sets of eyes, or was it like three eyes? They had eyes on the side of their heads. Uh-huh. I think they were all different, weren't they? Or... It might be, but they had eyes all around their heads so they could see around corners and stuff. I guess I don't know something like that. Which is weird because they live underground, so it'd be dark. Yeah, but whatever. They could really smell good, but I bet they didn't smell good. No, no, absolutely no. not. No, they were kind of explained as like they were people, or at one point in the evolutionary chain, we were the same, and they split off and went this creepy monster underground way, and we uh-huh. went to be, become people. Yeah, I totally. <laughs> it makes me think of um, Time Machine or uh, oh, the Morlocks. That's totally what was in my head when I was reading it. They're like, yeah, it makes sense to me. If you know that something like that were to happen, they'd be weird beastly like and would want to eat us i don't know why but that's what that's what happens when you go underground you become yeah. sort of cannibal cannibal like and and beastly that's, mm-hmm. that's how it goes rally around your family with a pocket full of shells <laughs> yes mm. not, not, that kind of, not that kind of underground what was the rat bullets <laughs> oh yeah 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 the that bullets? was like the tools that the uh witch hunter gave him yeah there were these tools there was stink that was supposed to like oh, mask yeah. you if you were in their lair. Mm-hmm. Also, that was another. Th- I'm sidetracking myself even, but that was another thing where so they would put they get Sailor and they put her underground, but like it's like this. It was like a huge area, but it's all mm-hmm. heated, so basically you get slow roasted mm-hmm. over an extremely long period of time. And there's a clothes. There was a pile of a ton of clothes and stuff, but that whole area was huge. You know what that made me think of? Huh? National parks where people go missing all the time. Yeah. You is know, that uh that was a Hansel and Gretel reference too, wasn't it? Uh, it kind of seems that way. Didn't they tie it back somehow? I'm I'm maybe I'm mixing some things up, but it seemed like they were uh they were like, and that's how we got Hansel and Gretel. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. It seems like they should have if they didn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, rat bullets. <laughs> yeah, rat, which rat are like bullets with some type of um animal protein in it that mm. hurts them or something. Weird. Yeah, it doesn't really like kill them, but it, the one, uh, the one lackey basically says, "Oh yeah, that'll that'll sting." Hey, let's toss it right at him. That was another thing. The lackey was also kind of another info dump. I like that scene, and he and it it kind of like because when you make a deal with the witches, you get something in return. They get something in return. They take somebody, but you get uh, eternal life or this or that or riches or whatever. You get something. I don't know that eternal life, really, but... Well, yeah, something, though. Yeah. Um, And this guy took, like, a bullet shot, took a shot to the face, and he come back later, so it's pretty powerful, whatever they give you. Yeah. Magic. Uh, but he also kind of, like, after you got the info dump from the one lady, this this guy who's working with the witches gives you kind of a very, like, villain monologue, like, I'm just gonna give you all this information, because it doesn't matter anyway, because you're gonna die. Yeah. Like, uh, info dump. But that was a kind of a fun scene, though. And then she, like, just hangs herself, right? Yeah. Well, she has him, she has the father put the noose up, and then she uses it, which is weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were like, what, what's happening here? Is, uh, is she going to kill him now? That doesn't make any sense. Oh. Yeah, because at one point you're like, okay, well, she's definitely, like, 
gonna make him hang himself but then she's giving him all this information and you're like no that doesn't make sense well if he was gonna yeah no okay because she wasn't villain monologuing she was like preparing him she's like ah my replacement has been found now i can rest yeah kind (laughs) of she's like a really creepy obi-wan kenobi are we gonna give him the twist a promo should we we don't have to we'll see we'll leave you the twist i i mean unless we have something specific we want to say about the twist i don't think we have to no, I expected it. I'll say that. Did you? I knew it was going to be tied to... Well, we're probably going to end up giving it away anyway. Now that we're talking about it. I knew it was going to be tied to the person it was. But I was a little surprised at how it went down. It was cold, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That I think that's the part that was surprising to me. It was how cold. Mm-hmm. Well, like, there was no remorse from her, from her at all about it. And that's one of those things where you're like, okay, if he wrote it from the standpoint of like... His family? What's a horrible thing? What's, like, family horror that I can imagine, like, you, that's you, one of those things where it's like, oh, man. Do you ever see the movie Darkness Falls? Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was a good movie, necessarily, but there was parts of it, like, at the, end, the, at the end when the dad or grandpa or whatever you want to call him was explaining himself. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, like, we were all supposed to sacrifice one of our loved ones, but... I couldn't because I don't love anyone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's such a messed up reason for the whole thing not to have happened. Yeah, I like that movie. I like the end quite a bit. Uh-huh. I think it's worth a watch. I don't think people generally like Darkness Falls, but mm-hmm. I thought it was worth a watch. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't think it was bad, but it's not something you're going to rewatch over and over. Yeah. Yeah, how do we wrap this up <laughs> without, without well, I did giving away to... the twist? Yeah, I, I know. know, I know. I think we kind of have a little bit, but... Let's just say it's a great book. There's lots of uncomfortable moments. and. They're glorious. Pretty crazy cliffhanger. I mean, like, yeah, for sure. Kind of left. You're definitely left wondering. Like, there could, you know, this could be the end, or there's supposed to be another arc. Yeah, it could go either way. I thought it was just like a a miniseries, like a limited run. Well, it could it could be, couldn't it? That 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 was one story, and then That's there's another is. story with a different per, different set of people. Uh, so there was a promo image released not too long ago. They released for the second arc, mm-hmm. and it was Sailor. Mm-hmm. So we're going to follow her. And I think it was her out in the desert, and it was something like in the desert, there's no trees or something. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, hey. But then there was also talk of, like, because she was supposed to go find the irons or whatever, whatever that was. Oh, the family. That's the family of the witch hunters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, Did you guys have this, uh, there's like a mini mini arc type thing at the end of the uh the trade where it's like a brother sister duo uh-uh. yeah it's just a really quick little i mean it's maybe i don't know 10 pages if that that didn't show up in the uh, uh individual issues okay it it uh it ties in without being related at all so we don't really need to discuss it <laughs> it's just uh it does it does kind of hint that the the witches are beyond i mean they're obviously beyond just this little town. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I kind of assumed they were anyway. Wasn't when she, that bully died? Weren't they not in the town, or am I wrong? No, they were elsewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the witches got her there. I like Jock's artwork. I like the the pencils and inks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Jock has an interesting style, and that is the name he goes by. Just Jock <laughs> makes me think of uh, Tony Moore a little bit. Where it's like yeah. some of the the regular the the character work like the normal characters are very like stylized and you know almost kind of comic booky, but then when he goes horrible, he goes he goes pretty horrible. 
yeah, and at times it's like um not sketchy, but not sketchy and not muddy, but wild. Yeah. Um, jaggy. I don't know. Yeah, it can get very, very stylized, and yeah, the gore and stuff is gory. Gory. <laughs> the main problem I have with this book, and I know I said it was the info dump, it's not the info dump. That's the main issue I kind of have with the story. The main problem I have with this book is I like the colors. I didn't like all the extra post processing stuff they did, like the like the paint splats and the, yeah. the blood splats. Yeah, yeah, and and in in the back of some of the issues, there was kind of like cool, like you know, here's a page what it looked like pencils, then it's inked, then it's colored, and then the post oh, post yeah. effects are added. The color work looked good. Mm-hmm. The post stuff, I didn't like it for the most part. The idea of it's fine, but it just was like seemed overboard sometimes. It was too much. Yeah. yeah. It was I remember I remember noticing it and that meant that I was taken out of it. Rather than noticing it and admiring it, I was like, huh. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And I, I did I did like step away from the story for a second. Exactly. I was going to say it was distracting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I like the idea of like, because it, you know, adds kind of a mixed media because a lot of it, the paint splatters and the water paints and the different stuff were like, you know, actual, like he did all that and then scanned mm-hmm. it and layered mm-hmm. with Photoshop and stuff. I think that can be used effectively, but yeah, man, it felt just super overboard in parts where it didn't need to be. To to the point where at times, and I understand maybe like amping it up when it's supposed to be kind of a scary sequence or something, but at times it almost felt like it was obscuring the art. And I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, because it, it, it was heavy in the action and action is hard to convey anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I understand what like the theory of what he's doing there. I just didn't think it I didn't work for me. And it, I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong, but. It almost seemed like the like he it was accidental. Sometimes he's like, "Oh, I messed it up. I'll just smear that, and, and no one will notice." And that's definitely not the case. Like looking at the process in which, because it's detailed the process and how like they went about it. And that was another thing where I got to the end of one of the issues and they had like breakdown of the process, and it kind of irritated me irritated me more because the colors before the post stuff was added, the page looked great. I was mm-hmm. like. That's what I want to read, man. Yeah. Scale back some of this other stuff. Take the opacity down about 50%. <laughs> All right. Uh, other than that, I liked it. I just thought it was so heavy on that, on the splatter stuff and the extra grunging it up. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, uh, thank goodness that we have these indie books. But on the other hand, the indie books don't necessarily have the same heavy hand in editing that other mainstream titles have. And it's both a, it's both a blessing and a burden because in this case, someone could have said, ah, maybe dial that back a, a smidge. Well, and that's exactly it. Dial it back. Like he doesn't have to take it off all the way. I just think it, yeah, a little much. Yeah. If I could buy the book without it, <laughs> I totally would. Oh yeah. Like a director's cut or a, yeah. Yeah. just a variant. I mean, we've already said we liked it and we recommend it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure yeah. what else to say about it. I, it's a, it was, it was good. I was glad that when it popped up on our list. And good it, Snyder is still good Snyder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I would say it's better than the movie of the same title. So oh yeah, is, I was, I was going to ask about that because I, at first I was like, is, is there a movie about this? And then I, w- I looked into it a little bit more. I was like, oh no, they're they have movie rights, but they haven't made it yet. Yeah, that was the other thing. Reading through this before I looked uh, into the movie rights. I was like, how is this not a movie yet? I don't know. It could be a movie so easily. 
mm-hmm. then I'm surprised it's not. Uh, and I think if handled well, the plot in this, the way it's laid out, is as such that I think you could follow it with minimal to no changes, and I think it'd be a good movie. Yeah, me too. Um, not that it has to be; it's just it feels so much like it mm-hmm. could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like there's there's just certain things you read and and it plays out in your head, just like a movie. Mm-hmm. And this one does. I mean. And there's others that I know there's other things we've read that I've said it, it's like watching a TV show. Curious if that'll actually get produced because if they're like, if you compare this to something like world war Z and the, that company's produced a lot of other movies, you know, they also did 12 years of slave and stuff like that. So it's not just mm. like um, pop culture, poppy movies they do, mm-hmm. but stuff like that, especially 12 years, even 12 years of slave. That's got, that's kind of an, um, the kind of movie that they know is going to like, do well at the Oscars and World War Z is a it was a big movie with kind of mass appeal. It's more of an action mm-hmm. thing than a horror thing, right? I don't know that witches has the kind of appeal those movies do, but it wouldn't necessarily you don't necessarily have to spend a whole lot of money on it. What? Well, uh, yeah, but from it just depends what kind of movies they like to do. Like this isn't going to be a big mass market movie. It'd be a horror movie. Yeah, but if they if they put it out at the right time of year. I think it could be a successful horror movie for sure. Well, and, yeah. and so, you know, like I, I'm, I'm careful about the praise that I give Brad Pitt, but I, I can see him playing the dad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I could too. I like Brad Pitt. I, I do too. He's I good. I think for the most part, I mean, he's not, he's more than just a pretty face. Yeah. 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 He's, he's done movies that I don't care for and he's done not some not great movies. Well, but he's, got, most- he's got some movies that I really like though too. And that's, that's why I'm like, uh, I'm careful about the praise I give him, but. I would, I could see him doing this well. You can tell he's the kind of actor that, for a long time now, has been able to pick and choose his parts, mm-hmm. and he's, for the most part, has good taste. And I like when he plays crazy. Yeah. I just like yeah. Brad Pitt crazy. Yeah, I, that's pretty much the Brad Pitt I want to see now. Is crazy Brad Pitt, Bike Club Brad Pitt meets, uh, I don't even know, Twelve Monkeys Brad Pitt. Oh, Twelve yeah. Monkeys Brad Pitt. <laughs> I love Twelve Monkeys. That's like the that's, extreme. That's like, End That's of, like my favorite Brad Pitt. Right me too. There. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> With the eyeball. Ooh. Brad Pitt, make this movie. Make it good. Yep. Even if mm-hmm. you're not in it, there'd even be an action sequence where they're trying to escape the witches. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. It would. It would be an. They'd action have sequence. to. They'd CGI the witches anyway. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe they'd make witches suits. Just keep them. Dark, keep it dark in there. They're don't. Not don't let them dance. They don't need to dance. Keep it dark. They can pile on each other a yeah, little bit. Like. Yeah, no sky beam, uh, you know, blues, blue beam, sky holes. That's a good se- segue. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's DJ Johnny Rock, and I want to let you guys know you got to tune into this great podcast on the EMC Podcast Network. It's called Doctor Who Dark Journey. It's one of my favorite audio dramas. In fact, I'm here with the writer, creator, and star of Doctor Who Dark Journey, Andrew Chompers. Yo, what's up? Uh, I'm fine, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with hey, you. I hope you don't mind. I came to visit your work. And is, is that cool? Is that, is that all right? Yeah, well... You got time, right? Yeah, well, I, I do now. Yeah, I'm basically imprisoned, but I'm fine. Yeah, so I wanted to say, you know what? Thank you for everything that you do for Doctor Who and for fandom and bringing together Doctor Who and Sherlock Holmes. I love it. I love your audio drama. Can I be in the next one? Uh... We can discuss that at a later date. And Neil, too. He wants, like, a small part. Well, he's... He can be, like, a guy on the street or something who shouts out, Hey, Doctor Who! Or whatever. Yeah, I'm... 
Yeah, it, it's the doctor. Hey, doctor he wouldn't, who? He wouldn't shout Stop out. Stop stealing the money with the sonic screwdriver. Remember when you did that? You put the sonic yeah, yeah, screwdriver yeah, yeah. on all the money. First of all, he's shot out. That. He's called the doctor. He's not called Doctor Who. So he would be the. He would shout wow. out the doctor. I've seen the war Stop machines. Th- so Stop. Stop. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, well, I know, but he's not. That's we, not we doctor. Who. That is, uh, that's what they say, uh, right? An anomaly. Yeah, but that's uh, you know normally normally we we do that. We call it the doctor. So you're the doctor. Doctor, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, tricky. Uh, this is a hard question for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Peter Cushing or Ron Atkinson, favorite doctor? Um, pick. I would pick, pick, pick. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Yeah. Well, I would probably say um, Vincent Price. I don't think I saw any of his. Were they in black and white? Yeah, they had a steak. Did with they them. find those in Africa? Were they? They were after they those. They got those. They were actually the found tapes. in uh, Aberdeen, Scotland. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It was very, very good. There was just a crate of them lying there. And they thought it was filled with shortbread. Yeah. And they just went to get a wee bit of shortbread and they found all these episodes, which was nice. nice. Are they going to colorize them? Uh, I'd like to bring race into this, you know. Yeah. Um, But I would hope so eventually, yeah. You gotta be careful these days. No, you don't want to do anything, yeah. No, you don't want to do anything too controversial. So we just burned them. Okay, <laughs> so good. That's a you know Neil and I sometimes do the same thing with yeah. drinking in the park, which also wears on the EMC podcast. It network. does, and I love that show. You do? I love it. You know why I love that show? Why do you love it? Because I'm not really on it, so I don't get accosted like this. You have to go back to work now. Um, yeah, and would you not mention the fact that I have to work? I'm kind of creating this thing that I'm an actor. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. Do you have to go back into your trailer now, Mr. Chompers? Yeah, I do. I think I hear makeup calling for you. That's the manager of the dollar store, but I just Mr. Chompers to make up. That's yeah. That was them. Yeah, because totally. I've got because I'm doing yeah, a lot of you should I'm doing and, a lot of touring and yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Are you gonna so, be in the EMC parade next week? Uh, the Christmas parade. I'm gonna be in the parade. Nice. Well, I, maybe I have to work nights in the warehouse, but don't, don't, no, but I can still, I know what I can still do it. Are you I don't know. I'll just fall in stuff. It's a good idea. Be, I do that all the time. When I gotta do good. something important, yeah. or I have like something I don't feel like going to work, I just phone in sick. I'm like, forget it. Yeah. Forget it. Oh, I think my kidney hurts. Something like that. That reminds me, Neil said you're looking for a job at the moment. Yeah, I am. Yeah, and, yeah. A, and a new kidney. Yeah, you, and, I a new, being available? and a new kidney. Well, I told you, don't drive around Markham. You know what I mean? Okay. There's a lot of traffickers there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So thanks for listening to the EMC Podcast Network. Be Always sure to check out not you. Oh, okay. Be sure to check out Doctor Who Dark Journey. Yeah. Doctor Only Who Dark Journey. On the yeah, what are you doing? I'm just doing a little bit of your what stick. Do you mean? You know. What stick? DJ Johnny Rock, Doctor Who Dark Journey. It's not stick, that's that's no, me. I sound a bit German. Check out Doctor Who Dark Journey. Right on? Right on. Check out Doctor Who Dark Journey I on just, I just said that. Okay. I just okay. said that. What he said. EMC. EMC squared. It's like the formula. Yeah, but E equals MC? I don't think they're doing I don't think I'm marketing. So it I, that didn't, way. I should have said that. No, you shouldn't have no, said I'm that. Sorry. No, you're making a lot of work for these guys. I'm, I'm making a lot They're working I'm, hard, I'm, putting out our podcasts every week and pumping them yeah, out and stuff. And I'm, I'm the artwork and then the you're misquoting the brand. Like you don't know what the brand is. I know, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. I really pity the person who's going to edit this. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about Suicide Squad. Let's do it. Now, here's our preamble. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the episode. Me and Jesse, and two episodes ago, we decided... Um, we why had, don't we care? Why don't we care about this movie? Because no, neither, none of us, of the three of us, none of us had seen this movie until like the week of, or the weekend of 
this podcast recording. Yep. Yeah. So it's been out for months and we hadn't seen it. I I didn't know when it was coming out or any of that. I didn't really care at all. At all. And you have to at this point it's not out for rent yet either. No. So <laughs> my be- the best review I've heard of this movie is when Jesse oh. sent me a message and said, "Well, <laughs> that was a thing I bought." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we decided we were like, "What are we going to talk about on the podcast?" Well, the extended cut is out. That's what we saw. Yeah, we yeah yes. the ex- we watched the extended cut, which was recently released. Um, it's not available for rent until the thirteenth of December. Um, but the ex- you can buy it now. It's I don't understand they're releasing. I don't understand movies released digital distribution. I, they don't know what they don't know what they're it's doing. It's a yet. mess. Well, maybe they're smart because they're like people are going to want to watch it, yeah. so we'll only make it available to buy. We'll get their money before they know better. So we watched this thing. We watched it finally. Is it, do I do I give them my uh, like five second review? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this movie is basically butt shot music montage. The movie with seventy five percent more paycheck Lido. That's right. That's the review. That's the best review. <laughs> that's that's my review. I mean, overall. <laughs> but shot music montage the movie with paycheck 75% more paycheck later. <laughs> what however you say that name. Leto. It's probably the way you said it. Jared Leto, Leto, Leto. I, I think whichever. I've heard it both actually. Yeah. Nobody knows. He probably says it both ways to mess with people. Just to mess with people, yeah. None of us were obviously excited going to this, going into this, because we've talked about it. We were like, we're not excited. And we didn't know why. Exactly. Um, because it wasn't going to be good. Well, I'm a DC fan, and I like me some comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But DC comic book movies are turbulent. Uh, it's a turbulent ride. If, you know. It's it's a tough time right now. <laughs> it's a, listen, it's, t- <laughs> it's a tough time for DC it's comic book time. fans. Like, 2016 it's- is hard. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, I expected it to be crap. Uh-huh. And it wasn't as crappy as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So they did, you know, make it a little higher than my expectations had led me to believe it would be. Yeah, I would say it's exactly, exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah? Like, to a T. Now, I'd heard some things, like, you know, I'm on the internet a lot, and I'm, you know... At a certain point, I can't avoid spoilers and stuff like that. So there's certain aspects that I wasn't surprised about just because I'd heard a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. But just, I don't know. We haven't seen the theatrical cut, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I I would say I was surprised about that. Um, Like, I heard people just were, like, insanely mad about the lack of Joker. And I, having, having watched the extended edition, I don't know what they're so mad about. Thought, in, in that in that department, I thought there was a little too much Joker. It's not a freaking Joker movie. It's a Suicide Squad movie. But right, that, I, I think that they probably like this extended edition. I kind of thought mm, maybe they could have cut a little bit of this Joker stuff out, and that's what they did. There was more Joker than I expected, and that must be yeah the extended edition stuff. Yeah, that's a big selling point for people though. They know Joker. That's part of what brought them in. They don't know these uh, other characters. Harley Quinn, maybe, but that's when yeah. you really can't intro her without him. Yeah, yeah, but it, it basically—I mean—and I actually I kind of liked their bit more than a lot of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Her her like flashbacky things were kind of cool. I the, I like the vat. Her going into the vat of 
Acme chemicals. That was fun. She did the nesty plunge, and I thought that was great. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, nesty plunge. Oh my. Yeah, but uh, that had nothing to do with the story at all, really. And I, I'm like, why is this? Why is this movie like half her flashbacks and half Will Smith with faces? You know, making Ugh, faces yeah. and thinking about things. <laughs> sweaty, sweaty thinking. Yeah, and I guess he had some flashbacks <laughs> too, but Old sweaty, <laughs> sweaty thinking. That's Will Smith sweaty thinking. Sweaty the thinking. <laughs> and then the racial, racist killer croc guy. I mean, not racist, but racial stereotyped. There, everyone was racial. Was a racial stereotype. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised I haven't heard more about that. Just because people are super sensitive to it. But yeah, all of them. Mm-hmm. And why? Some character. I think some characters are hard to avoid if you're going to include them. With boomerang what's it is it captain boomerang? Yeah, yeah yeah captain boomerang and I was, I was exactly thinking of him yeah and katana and there's just certain characters that are hard to avoid that mm-hmm. i felt like he would i felt like he was pretty over the top for an australian and he's australian <laughs> yeah. <was> like what <laughs> he's like oh i'm australian I gotta learn to act australian <laughs> yeah. I, I was like i think they're really overdoing this i mean like this is the worst australian accent and then i went into the bonus features and 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 looked him up on imdb he's australian that that wasn't a bad one that was uh, or it was bad but it wasn't because he wasn't authentic it was he's a bad know, actor <laughs> something, something or they were just like more more you know shrimp no, on the listen, barbie listen, he's super super duper australian <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's seventy five percent more paycheck Australian. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, I mean, it's probably just like if somebody here had a Southern accent, and they're like, "No, more Southern, more Southern. We want Colonel Sanders. Come on, you know, <laughs> it's got to be gone with the wind, Southern." Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the worst superhero movie. No. Um, there's definitely worse, but it was even. I was still kind of disappointed. Mm-hmm. What disappoints me is, you know, DC, the Warner Brothers seems like they they felt like they had to make a point of not doing it the way Marvel did, which was the smart way that Marvel did it the smart way. We're going to give a character their own movie. And then that's what they're doing with the heroes, not the bad guys. Well, DC, see, they got to do everything backwards. You know, they start, but they start anyway, they start with smaller movies and then they do the team movies. Mm hmm. And after, you know, Man of Steel, I think, was just kind of their, their like, dipping a toe in. Be like, well, can we make money off our superhero properties? And it did well. And so they were like, we're not going to do it like Marvel. We're going to start with the teams and then do the solo movies. But it doesn't work because they feel they have to ham fist all these characters in there. And it just seems unnecessary. You don't connect to them. I mean, like, you who did you connect to the most in this movie? The two, may, maybe the two characters that got the most backstory. And that would have been Harley Quinn and Deadshot, if you connected with Deadshot at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feel Deadshot feels like if it had, if they hadn't cast Will Smith, he'd have just been another character like the others. I agree. He'd have been yeah. a throwaway character and Harley Quinn would have been the main character they they needed a moral compass that wasn't a uh, flag because flag was never going to be a good moral compass so what are you going to do you're going to come up with a bad guy that has heart and uh oh gee surprise surprise we can't get a realistic villain out of will smith that's not the kind of thing he wants to do like you can just 
my okay my issue is with will smith i did not care for him in this movie not that he's a bad actor he's no he's will smith if you yeah. if he was gonna be a dc character he should have been the uh cyborg guy what's his name Cyborg? Cyborg? Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, he would have been all right as that, or he would have been okay as, like, uh, John Stewart. Like, he could have played a, a pretty good John Stewart Green Lantern. Yeah. But they've got a... Th- John Stewart? Am I getting that wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I don't follow Green da- now, I'm, really. now I'm seeing The Daily Show in my brain. <laughs> no, I think you're right, though. <laughs> I've uh, never made that connection before, but... Well, the problem is, like, you can tell the stuff which is becomes the main substance of the sto- of the movie. You can tell the stuff that come on board with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could tell he's got like I'll do this if this this and this. And that's the whole daughter story. Mm-hmm. Like that whole emotional yeah. I think there might have been some of that perhaps, but it wasn't as played up as it was. Because I've heard of that. I heard I've heard that in other things with Deadshot in it. Really? Yeah, the daughter thing. Okay. Well, maybe. That I guess it's just, but it was just like a mention, not like a, you know, it just feels like the same thing you've seen him do. It's always, yeah. he's got to have, it might not be his fault. And it actually might not be his fault. It might be just the writing and they, and maybe they wrote it because it's Will Smith. Yeah. yeah. It's his fault. Because, <laughs> uh, well, I mean like it's... looking at, I, I did, I did watch some of the bonus features, which, uh, which was interesting because I had to watch the bonus features on my phone. <laughs> really? You couldn't you couldn't even chromecast them from the app. You you had to watch the uh the bonus features from your phone. But it sounded like he was pretty genuinely trying to figure out how to be a bad guy. Like he was genuinely like what's the motivation of a killer of an assassin? Money? And it it, it sounded it sounded pretty good. Like his process sounded on point. So why did this look like every other Will Smith role? I don't understand. I knew exactly how he was going to play it and what his character's uh, emotional arc or plot plot would be as soon as I heard they cast Will Smith as in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was 100% right. Because that's what yeah. you're going to get. And I he, don't know. But... He was almost a bigger jerk in Hancock than he was in this. That's, that's exactly true. It. Hancock is like almost... I mean, of course, you know, they kind of have, they have a character arc there, but Hancock is like the one off where it's like Will Smith actually willing to play a character that's not Will Smith rather despicable. Like he's always yeah. got, he's like, he seems like the kind of guy where he's like, no, I've got to be likable or, you know, I, I, I can't be portrayed a certain way or I can't play a, char- a certain kind of character because it'll hurt my image. And that annoys me if it hurts the movie you're trying to do. Yeah, then don't, right. then don't. Yeah, then stay away from the movie. Yeah. And I understand in this case, it's probably like the studio wanted a name, and they're like, "Hey, this guy," and you know, it's whatever. It's uh, casting, especially in movies like these, is more about what are going to bring people in versus you know what's going to elevate the art yeah. of Suicide Squad, right? <laughs> the art. <laughs> and this movie annoyed the crap out of me because the first three fourths easily. It's it's it is that music video montage stuff where it's just loading up. They're trying to build this universe and it's not earned. Like it's yeah. just like here's a person. This thing happens. This thing happens. This thing happens. Here's a person. This thing happens. This thing happens. And the movie is like just stuffed so full. There's scenes yeah. that just would fly by. And yeah, uh, we show up and this one guy that we've never seen before ever shows up. Who's gonna die first? Hmm, oh I yeah, wonder. That, that was oh, bad. Yeah, God, that Flip was so not. stupid. Yeah. That was real bad. <laughs> oh, spoilers. 
Oh yeah, spoilers. As if you didn't yeah. know as soon as you seen him on screen. Yeah. Who's yeah. this one guy that we just now introduced even though we spent uh, all this time introducing every other character of the movie? Yeah. I wonder how long he's going to last. <laughs> yeah. Captain Boomerang got more backstory than this guy. Um, hmm. Yeah. Poor man Steven Seagal. But that's who he is, totally. Poor man Steven Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sad. You got to be pretty poor. At, the, I was gonna say, at this point, at this point, uh, Steven Seagal is a poor man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sheriff. No, really. <laughs> Doesn't he owe like millions of dollars for damages that he caused or something like that? Oh man, <laughs> they like killed a dog and all this horrible Aww. stuff. Yeah, there was this whole thing. He drove a tank into somebody's house. What that happened? Ran over a dog. See, oh in a tank. This is why police, like local police forces, do not need celebrities on their payroll. <laughs> they don't need celebrities and they don't need big equipment like that. No, they don't. No, we don't need militarized police, but that shouldn't be a political topic, but it is, so we'll avoid it. Okay, let's avoid it. No, no politics. But you're right. We don't need tanks. Police don't need tanks, okay? No, what we need instead are suicide squads. We, yeah, what yeah. we need are suicide squads. We need super powered humans and not super powered. Crazy people. Yeah, that was. So we haven't really even touched the plot because it's such a tenuous thing. There's a plot. Well, right. No, there there is. It's just. Well, it's basically like a follow up to uh, Batman v Superman, right? Because Superman's dead in this. Yeah, Superman's dead. Um, Spoilers. But I mean, (laughs) if they hadn't gone that way, I could still see the movie happening exactly the way it does. Oh yeah, yeah. They didn't. They kind of tried to tie it in. And I don't know why they thought they needed to, but... I think it was just to be like, Superman can't fix this, so we need somebody else to. That's the only reason they brought it up. I don't even know, because, like, this is like a world, potentially world-destroying event, and where's Flash? Where's Wonder Woman? Where's Batman? You did see Flash for a second, and... <laughs> That's the worst part, is we do see Flash, and, and he's Batman found in this. No, and Batman doesn't show up to... Like, yeah, they're chasing Captain Boomerang or, or Deadshot around, but when, like, the, the sky beam is opening a <laughs> trash hole in the sky... Yeah. Blue beam sky hole. They're nowhere. And so, like, yeah, when the... They're there for cameos, but I kind of appreciated that they just didn't even address it. They weren't like, where's the other people? Well, Batman's stuck doing this, and... Right, this, yeah. You know, I kind of appreciate oh. that they just ignored it, but on the other hand... They didn't pull a Marvel, like, hey, let's just call the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, where's Hulk? He's, you know, he's somewhere and Thor's somewhere. You know, yeah. yeah they. I appreciated that somebody, I don't remember what character it was, said, hey, we're going to the flying ring of trash, right? Or whatever. Yeah. And like, <laughs> exactly. Finally, somebody realizes this is ridiculous. Flying rings of trash <laughs> up in the sky. God. <laughs> um, and forever now, Superman ruined it, by the way. I always be machine. like, oh, look, they have their own Wub Wub machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. thought that too. He's like, oh. There's the dubstep machine. Good. Plot wise, like it was, I don't know. It's just introducing characters with music montages. Yeah. It didn't feel like a movie. Not until maybe three, the third act, the last act, mm-hmm. when they actually get on the ground and they, the threats established. I guess that is the third act. The threats established. Now they have to go deal with it. Then it starts to feel like a movie because there are sequences happening. There's scenes. There's linear stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It has pacing. Not always good pacing, but it has pacing. Um, at one point, they stop. They go to the bar and like hang out. Like it has, it slows down so you can catch a breath, and then it goes again. And the first three fourths of the movie, 
It doesn't have any of that. The pacing, there's no pacing. It's just go, 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 go. Here's a montage. Here's this plot point. At one point, like... Uh, it uh, alternates between a slow, a slow crawl and, like, movie trailer super fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the problem with, like, you can't... what. Why do you hire a trailer company to cut your movie? They're going to cut a trailer. It doesn't feel like a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's a totally d- different kind of editing style. And that's totally a result. You can tell that's a result of test audience, test screenings, and, like, um, them them feeling like it needs to be faster, it needs to be faster, it needs to be more fun, it needs to be flashy, you know, instead of, like, let's introduce characters and then give you any reason to care about these characters. Mm-hmm. I guess they did touch on it a little bit, but I didn't like their the whole handling of the uh, Diablo character at all. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah he was barely a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was one of the, he's a, he's an overpowered character. He's OP. Yeah, and so they had to give him a reason not to use his powers till a part way in the movie. Otherwise, they'd have no threat. Mm-hmm. At, you know, up to that point. How did Killer Croc not die? He was underwater. Yeah, but they exploded the floor. He he wasn't right next to the bomb. Yeah, that one guy was though. He died, huh? Oh yeah, it was, it was Banksy. They totally Banksied that. We're like he's like, I'm gonna cock back slow motion. You can see it. Banksy <laughs> shot. Boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This whole thing was shot in Canada, so it's uh, Roman Podcast's fault. Oh yeah, we blame them. They didn't stop it. How could they, you? They they could have they could have done something. They're DC guys. Robert's a DC guy. Yeah, he knew this thing was coming. You should you should at least warn us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the witch now, though. Oh yeah, please. Oh, the witch. A problem oh, yeah. that was the plot, right? The problem that was created by the person putting together the group, the team. Yeah, yeah. Which and there's there's several things here. First of all, she is an alien of some entity of some nature. They say it, said it. I know they did. I remember it. And and the little splishes that her brother makes when he explodes stuff look alien so that just backs me up okay and then if they could just just phase through and grab the little sarcophagus statue thing that her brother was housed in how could she not do the same thing for her heart oh i know yeah well and she would just disappear and come back with um you know the the little test to prove to the government agency that she would be useful she just Mm -hmm. disappeared and showed back up with like foreign country secrets and like it was instantaneous even when she finally broke free like she would she took over the one chick's body while she was sleeping disappeared did a bunch of stuff but then came back and didn't use that opportunity to escape like she disappeared did a bunch of stuff came back and then allowed herself to be back in custody and escape at a different time it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like cuz she had to give her brother time to gain enough power that he could uh, help her when the chick voodoo stabbed her heart okay well at least there's that excuse and i don't i think they were confused about what nationality they were supposed to be their whole voodoo i mean their their sorcery yeah because it seemed to be from like several different places including outer space yes yes (laughs) same place different time Uh, you know i like i kept thinking uh because then they make their own little army or whatever and it's funny because when uh the x-men apocalypse movie came out everybody was like oh my god apocalypse looks so bad he looks like ivan ooze from uh the power rangers movie Mm mm-hmm and then in this movie, uh, they actually have goop creatures. So yeah. like, like sh- they actually have Ivan Ooze's powers. <laughs> who, who won the battle of worst Ivan Ooze image? I don't know. I must say, I kind of that was 
there were two things I liked about this. It were those. <laughs> it, it it Batman. It was the uh, kind of. I don't know. <laughs> it felt weird having Batman in here. It felt. Yeah, and, and it felt like Batman was slumming it when he showed up in this movie. <laughs> it did, and <laughs> ba- Batman was a was a Nick Fury for this movie. It seemed yeah. like a time, like like a weird time for him to do what he did. I don't know that he would that he would come in and try to arrest that guy in front of his kid. That doesn't seem like a bat- very Batman thing. No, yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah. that's true because he that would potentially endanger the child. Yeah, and yeah, good point. I thought that was weird too, but. I like those creatures, the goop creatures. You oh, they look good. I kind of did like them. I was surprised by them because I hadn't seen them in anything. And I was like, oh, those are kind of interesting. I didn't like how shiny their eyeball or whatever the headballs were. The blur bloobs. I thought it was crazy that like uh, the whole like flags, whole little army division guys, like they're, they're doing five rounds rapid into these creatures. Nothing's happening. But as soon as they get through the, the first line of defense, you know, like you can just hit them with a baseball bat. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that whole thing's problematic. Yeah, it is. I also liked the damage that that the brother guy did to cars and stuff when he touched it. Like the weird like Yeah, like splash that froze. Yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. G- Gross-looking black spiky destruction splashes with, with orange glue. Yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting look. I did I yeah, vi- visually this movie was fun. I mean, like there's a lot of fun visuals. But it does feel more like a music uh, music montage or a music video than a movie at times. I think the director, David, the writer and director, David Ayer or whatever. Ayers, yeah. Ayers. He, I think he was wise to stand by the movie. When it came out and started to get crapped on, I think he was wise to stand by it, even though it's clear from stories that come out and the end product that the studio, like, dipped their hands way down into this thing and had <laughs> I was yeah, I that was kind of an altered thought but um <laughs> they shoved their fist deep in it <laughs> but they had a lot of interference in this like they you know there were the reshoots and and uh taking it from the original editor and sending parts to a, a trailer company and mm-hmm. um so obviously this is not exactly what he you know what I'm sure sure he imagined it was going to be mm-hmm. But it was wise of him not to pull a Josh Trank, uh, who did the Fantastic Four, and like blow up and throw a fit and destroy his oh, career yeah. over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And maybe it's the case of like this guy like knew what he was getting into and didn't care. He's like, whatever. Either he's, I don't know if he's a jobber type or if he's, you know, just like, I'm just going to ride it out. Doesn't matter. But he was wise not to do that. But I really wonder, I kind of wish he had in some respects, because I want to know what they changed versus what he it shot or what he mm-hmm. like how he imagined yeah. it to go together maybe they'll have one of those uh sitting watching talkie ones commentary yes sitting watching talkie <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping more I, I i would rather a director's cut than an extended cut mm-hmm. but if ha- uh, parts of his movie are no, no longer oh it's not gone they don't get rid of anything well, they reshot, so I don't know. They did, like, after the fact reshoots, though. So They, they don't, like, rewind the tape and record over it? <laughs> yeah, no, okay. they, they, <laughs> they, pull a, uh, they pull a second Doctor era BBC. Okay. They just record over the old episodes, because who cares? <laughs> Nobody's going to want to watch this. No, um, who would? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Fast forward and Power of the Daleks is going to be <laughs> a huge thing. Yeah. It'll be yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so one thing I want to address because it's you know like uh, 
I don't know. I don't want to call anybody out, but like, it's been said that the uh, the Joker Harley uh, dynamic, like the the relationship there. What do we think about that? Like, did they do it pretty well? Except that that's completely unrealistic because Joker has no emotions and doesn't care for Harley at all, and his teeth are messed up. Sorry, I I, <laughs> I hate what they did to his teeth. The grill. Yes, it's horrible. But anyway. The grill that I think he changes colors on sometimes. He does. Yeah. They uh, they kind of reference that in the bonus features. Apparently, there's a point where the Joker does get his teeth bashed in. Yeah, and, in the co- uh, that's true. And so that's kind of what they're referencing, I guess. There was also a point that he got shot in the forehead and had a bullet hole scar for a long time in the comics. Right. right. So they're picking and choosing what they want to acknowledge in this. Um, you know, like, I expected to hate it because there was a lot of criticism of how they portrayed uh, Harley in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came away realizing that I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to hate it. Um, Cause I thought that they were just totally rewriting it into a, like, she's basically the victim of domestic abuse and she kind of is, but at the same time, she also kind of chose her, her roots in this a little more than I was led to believe. Mm. I didn't think that they they've really played her up as somebody a, dom, a domestic violence victim at all. And not in the movie, fact, not in the movie. No, it was oh, okay. more like in the in articles that were coming out. It yeah, was like okay. like they really made this sound like a really you like know abusive like, yeah. relationship. And, yeah, no. and, and he you know told her to jump into that vat of stuff. That's not healthy relationship stuff. But you're absolutely absolutely right, Jesse. The articles made it sound like it was a terrible abusive relationship in that i like, don't know where they're getting that yeah i didn't either at least not based on this extended cut yeah no i don't know and if they remove stuff maybe, maybe but and and like in the comics it seems like he, he is more abusive <laughs> to her <laughs> there than he is yeah. in anything yeah. here uh-huh. That's crazy. yeah when they first started kicking and i understand like they only have so much time so they you know and at a certain point it would become the joker and harley movie instead of suicide squad Mm-hmm. Which, if that's what they wanted, maybe they should have done, just done that. Probably would have mm-hmm. done better. <laughs> yeah, uh, but so when it first started, I was, I was not thrilled at how fast it jumped to she's just infatuated with him because mm-hmm. I think of that scenario, the more interesting thing and the thing that doesn't, the thing that I think is more difficult to handle, and we don't see it that much in the comics either, is how does she like how does she get to that point. Like, obviously, right. she's on balance to begin with, but there was no lead up to her being in love with him. She just was. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, I think that would be more interesting if we could yeah. see a little bit of that. Yeah, especially because that's what I, th- I think about that more. I, like, I wonder about that more. And it, it would have to start off with some kind of fascination at how messed up he is that, th- you know, that the curiosity led to an obsession led to her mm-hmm. being in love with him. Kind of thing. I kind of like that he played her and then was just not interested. Mm-hmm. And right. she just... Yeah, it, it put the choice in her hand. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm kind of having a problem with uh, how everybody was receiving it. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, he was ready to just walk away. He was using her. And, uh, you know, she was the one that was making the choice. She was the one actually in love. She was the one doing awesome things like riding a motorcycle on its side and jumping in front of his car. Shooting semi-truck right. drivers. and Yeah, that was, that was a cool scene. I mean, for, for her. Yeah. Yeah, and, sh- and uh, yeah, she, she convinced him or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was her. She, like, was persistent. And, you know. He was playing hard to get. 
he was playing hard to get. And he kind of <laughs> seemed like he was about to like just leave her in the vat of stuff. Then he was like, oh, she's all right. <laughs> and that scene, okay, I didn't mind that scene visually. Joker has some terrible dialogue in that scene that I don't yeah. think. I think he has some terrible dialogue in general. Do we want to talk about him? Paycheck Lido? Paycheck Lido. Melanie, what What did you think of this Joker? What do you think of his portrayal? I, I didn't have a whole lot of opinion of him. What well, doesn't give anything? He didn't do anything. He was he was uncomfortable. Uncomfortably creepy, I mm-hmm. suppose. Just in that you're getting out of my space, you know, you're in my personal bubble type of a thing, that, that club. And almost kind of a sleep with my girlfriend vibe at the other one. I mean, he was more creepy than than scary ever he wasn't as unpredictable as people were giving him credit for yeah i felt like he was a pretty predictable joker actually it felt like they were going for like because the club scene i think is my favorite with him which one um the harley quinn club scene or the the, other no the harley quinn club scene because i didn't care for he i think he his joker was overly brooding and the joker can be that way I like that version of Joker where he just like seems like he falls into a dark spell mm-hmm. and then does the like complete 180 like Matt goes from just the extremes. The fourth doctor? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I like the fourth doctor Joker. <laughs> he'll just go. Yeah, he'll just go into like a. He'll just like oh like this guy oh he's he's in a bad place and then he'll uh-huh, you know he'll just like flip. Uh-huh. Um, but that didn't feel like. That's not really what they did here. He'd be brooding and then occasionally channel a Heath Ledger laugh or something and then go back to being brooding. And it just didn't really work. But that scene, even though he was mostly brooding in that scene, I thought worked really well. The the whole, yeah, kind of sleep with my girlfriend thing because it was super uncomfortable. And it was like the one scene with him, the one scene in the movie where I was like, yeah, he seems like a bad dude. And like it was effective where. I would think, like, Joker would be the worst villain to be a henchman for, because I think you would get into that scenario a lot. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. scene I thought was, I thought was good. I thought that scene was um, effective. But otherwise, yeah, I didn't care for it. I didn't care for it a lot. Mm-hmm. It was too inconsistent, and not in a, like, you know, the wild extremes Joker. It just was super inconsistent. It was unbalanced. Occasionally he would channel various other Joker performances, and then... There wasn't a he lot. Was, he was kind of a hodgepodge like this movie was. Yeah, that's and yeah, exactly. And then it felt like a hodgepodge mm-hmm. uh, slapped together. And there wasn't enough of his original performance, like an original performance to like inform what his Joker actually was other than that, the brooding. Well, that was my whole thing was he needs a. you can't really when it's such a different Joker than any of the other Jokers when or at least it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You You can't really get a good feel for what he's like off of like three scenes yeah i did appreciate the one aspect that they kind of pulled from the comics that the a lot of live action portrayals don't he's in a completely different outfit like every scene and i do like the idea that the joker would just put on different costumes and different oh, yeah. and in this oh, yeah. case yeah. it's a lot of suits but I did like I didn't like the look of him in general. But I did like the the outfits. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed that Harley Quinn didn't put on the like actual Harley Quinn outfit when they were getting dressed. They had there was a they, well she had it there though. Yeah, I know. There's a it, montage scene, wasn't there? There was a yeah. montage scene where she yeah. when they were getting dressed and she was like she like pulled it out and I'm like ah yeah it's the Harley Quinn outfit and then she didn't put it on she I, put on whatever her booty shorts and her little tank top the, the thing. ridiculous or not tank top but cropped top. 
how how are people going to be upset about uh the uh what is it the relationship between her and Joker mm-hmm. and not be upset about the blatant sexual uh what's the word exploitative nature of how the movie handles Harley Quinn mm-hmm. which they is, make her yeah. like yeah they make her like a which I don't have a sexual a, object no yeah I don't have constantly a, I don't have a huge problem with movies doing this to a point but like. It's really bad in this. It, it wouldn't bother oh, me. She's literally a pole dancer at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't bother me so much if, if they played a little more on, on her being a freaking doctor, you know, if they would equal out. Yeah. She's like, you know, she's a sexual object, but she's also a brilliant psychotherapist. Well, here's something I didn't think about. A good example of how, how low my bar was set when I went into this, when they actually made her uh, a psychologist. Mm-hmm. I was impressed. I was like, oh, they're actually going to do that. I don't know why I thought they wouldn't. It's kind of important to the whole, like, how she meets the Joker. But, you know, and maybe that's where my disappointment with how they introduce them as, a, you know, their story is. I was like, oh, they're actually going to make her a, a, a psychologist. And then it's like, well, that's what she, they're going to say. That's what she does. And then you just see her in love with him. And it's like, ugh. what the Enchantress. Yeah. I, I think that woman, I don't know who the actress is. I think she was terrible. She was. At least in this, the acting was not good. No. But then again, she didn't really act a lot. It was mostly pictures of her from afar doing things. There's very little talking. That's, well, then there's less chance for her to act terrible, and she still acted terrible. That's not an excuse. That does not fix it. She must have been somebody's daughter. Well, and at one point, like, so towards the end when she's powering the sky beam. She's doing this dance body move. It's like some kind of crazy belly dance. And it looked bad. It, it's she's yeah. doing the robot. And <laughs> if you combine like hula dancing and the robot, that's what she was doing. Like jerky, weird hip movement things. Didn't make any sense. I didn't like it. Yeah. It's like they were like, go do witchy things. And she's like, what? Um, this? And they're like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> ah, speaking of whatever who's the least memorable character in this um not counting not counting slipknot because uh, yeah i i bet most people didn't even know his name did they even say it i think they did they did they did oh, okay they, they almost had it, to i don't know they said it twice at least they said it when they introduced him and then they said it when he died now i know this thing was packed to the gills but hey movie here's what you do you want to give the audience some type of shock or surprise? Introduce him like you introduce everybody else so that when he gets his head blown off, we give, we almost care. Mm-hmm. He's right. They, they could have even done like they did with Boomerang where like you see him once, get arrested, and that was it. They didn't even have him in the files of the <laughs> thing when they flip through the files. Come on. No. I mean, he's literally right. there just to demonstrate the head getting exploded. And it's just like, as soon as he showed up, I was like, who? Oh. I know what's going to happen to him. Yeah, exactly. Bad. So him aside, I also, I, I'm torn. My, I'm torn. Mine is Katana, I think. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I had forgotten about her, so there you yeah, go. That's how, that's how forgettable she is. Spe- I feel like she you was, didn't even need her. She wasn't part of the Suicide Squad, though, really. She was just like no. showed up to help out the, the one guy. Well, right. she's like a hero, though, too, isn't she? She's not yeah. a villain. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Well, she kills people, though. That's true. And she, she keeps their souls. A, a sword. Okay, here's another problem. WB. So you want to build this universe. 
but it's like they established so firmly in Superman and to a point Batman v Superman that these are the first time these metahumans are showing up. Nobody knows anything about any of this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then suicide comes, comes across and it's like, Oh yeah, there's this witch. She's got powers. We found her. Here she is. Oh yeah. You got, you know, okay. He's Colonel flag or whatever. He's a character, but you got army guys like her sword traps, the souls of the people. It's like, throwing this out so casually it's like wait what universe is this supposed to be but in because- in japan that's different though it's japan they have no. weird soul-sucking things in japan that they always have we just don't even talk about that you're no that argument is not and, and like river dragons they have those things we just we just don't look at them anyway it just seemed really odd to me that like it up to this point it seems so much like i mean Superman was the first, or Man of Steel was the first one. It set, it's so, they work so hard to set the tone of like, if Superman was in the real world, our universe. Yeah. And then this movie just undermines all of that. Cause it's like, oh no, there's soul sucking swords and, and alien, uh, magic, uh, witches. And I can get it if they didn't know that they had alien magic, magic, witches. Um, that's okay. And the other one, I, I'm writing it off as supernatural. Supernatural doesn't count as real world necessarily. People wouldn't believe it. To me, it's another example of where Warner Brothers is completely failing at introducing this big shared universe, the cinematic universe. They're so bent against doing, doing it the way Marvel did. Marvel waited till now before they really started hitting home the magic aspect of the cine- Marvel Cinematic Universe. They waited a long time to get to Doctor Strange, probably worried that it might not work. So they wanted to establish the universe as it was before they really started to hit the magic stuff. And everything DC, all the DC movie stuff, just let's just ham it all in there. Just fist it in there. (laughs) Punch it. Let me me restate that. Just punch it in there. (laughs) Hamily. They're ham fisting. I agree. I also want to say real quick, since you brought it up real quick, Doctor Strange is a good character to go magical with because he seems like a scientific guy <laughs> so <laughs> but his like whole thing is like magic yeah like, he's just central to it right but it, you know he wouldn't just go and be like magic he'd be he'd be like this is the way that magic works and i studied it and i tra-, you know whatever mm-hmm. he seems like a good person to be- you would believe in magic with that guy more so than well yeah, if he other- can believe it then we can believe it right kind of yeah so here's what we do really late suicide squad reshoots Recast Enchantress, throw Bener- Benedict Cumberbatch in that thing, <laughs> <laughs> have him do the weird uh, Hulu robot dance. Yeah. Oh, God. Maybe I'll buy it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> it's fine if that stuff is in the universe. It's just so weird because it's like the Snyder, the Z- the bad Snyder, the Snyder films made a point of like not embracing that stuff, um, embracing the like on spectacle that these people can do kind of scientifically based mm-hmm. magic stuff. I guess Wonder Woman's kind of magic, but they haven't really explored her yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they'd explored, I don't know, a Wonder Woman solo movie before releasing Suicide Squad so that we have this like clue that there's magic in the universe. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like not even a trailer. It just feels like it feels like an informative video. It's like, and- Here's what our universe, here's things in our universe. Yeah. And they do shove, they just shove things that don't fit the love story between the enchantress chick and the 
the one guy. Oh, flag, yeah. I put them together because... I was going to ask, because it's almost the same approach that they took to Harley Quinn and Joker. Yeah. It's like, no, we fell in love. Yeah, it's like, oh, if I put a man and a woman in the same room together, they're going to fall in love. Because that's just how it works. I, I don't understand it. It's And they don't attempt to make it convincing. It's like the whole thing with Will Smith's Will Smith's daughter. It's just there to be a character motivator, but they don't make any attempt for to get you into yeah. like this character's motivations to get you on board. It's just there because it needs to be, or else why would a character do anything? Right. But it's not actually. It's not there to interest the audience. It's just there to fulfill <laughs> like the script writing one on one check mark. Why is this character doing this? Um, he's got a daughter. Uh, he loves this other character. Check. Okay, move on. Yeah, they need like some dried up crusties to hold the thing together. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what those are. <laughs> Weird. Well, I'm uh, thinking of glue, but it's like when it's really thin, it gets dry. And uh, it's not even good away. glue. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we have uh, we've thoroughly talked about what we didn't like. Um, yeah. What, what did we? What are some? Let's let's go out on some high notes. What did we like? Uh, Amanda Waller. Yeah, yep, I was going to say that too. Yeah, <laughs> Amanda Waller was the best act, the best uh, written, the best uh-huh. portrayal. Probably. Exactly, portrayal for sure. She's much more like how Amanda Waller's typically been portrayed in the comics. Yeah, and she I mean she's not quite as heavy, but she's closer yeah. than any mm-hmm. other one we've seen before. Yeah, than the CW one mm-hmm. and the, the Amanda Waller in the comics for a while. I think recently they've kind of switched back to the old look. It was looking kind of like the one on CW. I like how brutal she was. Oh, yeah. She's just cold. Like, there's yeah. no compassion off of her, and that worked. I almost wish they'd have, like, made a bigger deal of the fact that she just blew away all of her workers in that room because they didn't have clearance. Mm-hmm. It was pretty casual, but that also kind of works because that's how she looked at it. Like, they right. didn't have clearance for... Almost, actually, I kind of like that line. They didn't have clearance for any of this. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of like a... Well, of course. What else am I going to do? Yeah. Blow these people away. <laughs> like, they're lucky I didn't kill them earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, she worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. I liked Margot Robbie's performance of Harley Quinn sometimes. Yeah. I, I was going to say that too. Like, she would be the probably in the second place. Winner yeah. Because I hated, I hated the sometimes there, not all the times there uh, accent that they tried to throw on her. I hated that it was a butt shot montage. Mm-hmm. Like, man, they just didn't pass up any opportunity to point out she's wearing short shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's like, like it wasn't obvious. We didn't need you. I mean, wow. I mean, it made, it made, uh, the, the butt shot in, uh, Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre seem subtle. Where the camera's like, following her butt up to the house. Yeah, literally following a butt. And, uh, like, this was like, oh, let's throw a little wiggle in there just to make sure. Mm-hmm. And it's really unrealistic, too, because, like, it's really, I would imagine, hard to fight crime with something those like sh- that on. Those shorts looked awful. Yeah. They and I, the like shoes, too. Painful. Shoes, too. And she fell out of a freaking helicopter. You know that had to hurt. And it must hurt even more. She had, like, the, the super wedgie and probably sprained her ankle. She, she, they definitely amped her up. Like, mm-hmm. she's not a normal person. She no. does pretty... Like, it's action movie stuff, you know, they do that, but, yeah, she doesn't really have a reason to be holding her own against a bunch of these things, other than, they just made her super tough, which is fine, but... But you, I would imagine she made herself that way to please the Joker, or to fit with him and his peoples. 
I like that scene where she basically calls Diablo out. Mm-hmm. Like that—that that was one of those scenes where I was like, "Oh snap, she is brutal." The writing wasn't great, but I kind of liked like that scene with Diablo. I liked kind of what they were kind of doing with her character, and mm-hmm. even the scene where she starts like she because she's bored, she starts like picking on people basically. Um, I think the idea of that sound. She was a yeah. psychologist. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it worked that well because of just the way it's written or mm-hmm. something. But I, I like that character trait. It seems... Me too. I I kind of liked the visual. Like it was very pop art. Very. Mm. I mean, like it had a definite sense of style. Like there was a lot of potential across the board for this movie, mm-hmm. and there were just like points where they took it too far, or they didn't go far enough, or they didn't try hard enough. I don't know. There are definitely points where it hit cheap. I like the, I don't know, like, okay, for example, the shot where the Joker is, um, I didn't really like the scene. I didn't think it worked, but the shot where the Joker's like laying and he's got the knives and the guns and all that. Like, he didn't like, like it. Laptops. At, like, he didn't like it at first, though. The, um, I'm getting to that. So I, I didn't, and I'd seen it in the trailer, but as it worked in the scene, I didn't, the scene, it felt awkward. The scene didn't feel right. When it cut to the top and he's like laying back, ah, 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 and the camera's going back. I didn't like it until Melanie pointed out. She's like, "Why are there baby clothes there?" And she's right. At one point, like in the circle of just knives and stuff, there's like baby outfits laid out. And I was like, "There's, there's all sorts of weird stuff in there." Yeah. I was like, "Wait, no, I kind of like it now because that's Joker. That's weird. Why mm-hmm. the Joker would have baby outfits laid out there because he thought it was funny. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So." Yeah, there's elements of it. That's a good example of, like, not working, and then, like, wait, it kind of works. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot else I I think that I liked about this. I already, I gave my my couple few, the Nesty Plunge, the, yeah. It, it didn't, it didn't drag on. Yeah. Like, it's, and we watched the extended cut. It's, like, two hours. I didn't feel that, like, maybe a little towards the end while they're fighting the thing, but I didn't feel the whole, like, let's get on with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't Batman v Superman pacing. But I, I don't know. Then on the other hand, I was kind of irritated that it was moving so fast too. So it's uh, yeah. It w- you didn't have time for it to feel like it was dragging because they tried to cram way too much in. Well, there was a scene at one point where it's like, okay, the scene happened. It's gonna slow down for a second because it should. It seems like it's gonna the next scene will like happen. I'm gonna go to the kitchen and grab a soda. So I. Not that far of a walk. I walked to the kitchen, grabbed a soda, come out, and there's a subway train being derailed. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I was literally right. gone for 10 seconds. How is, like, how are we already in the middle of this, whatever this is? Yeah. And that's why I was like, it's literally just a thing, a thing, a thing. So if you had gone to the bathroom watching this in the theater. You'd have missed like, that whole thing. You would have missed everything. Yeah. Once it got past that, you know, the pacing of the third part of the, the last act was okay. All right. That's it. I got nothing. Yeah, no. Like, we crapped on this movie pretty hard. It's not the worst, but... Yeah, it's not... Well, like, it's not as bad as, like, Batman V... Or, not Batman V, but uh, Batman and Robin. I would, Like, I wouldn't put it in that territory. Yeah. I wouldn't put it in the... As bad as Fantastic Four territory. It's not that bad. Did I ever watch... I don't think I ever watched the new Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I have no comment on that one, then, but... It has similar problems, but, yeah, it's not that yeah. bad. And then it doesn't have, like, plastic nipples. Bat nipples? No. Yeah. I did have a thought while watching this. It's when I've seen that sky beam, <laughs> I was like, it's DC's. DC is the Warner Brothers is going to be the company that makes the superhero movie bubble pop. They're going to ruin it. Mm-hmm. They're, oh. they're going to be the ones that 
because Marvel, like, the, they all risk oversaturation, mm-hmm. I think. Right. Because at a point, and people who aren't into superhero movies have been at that point for a while, people are going to, like, it's just, it's, you know, at this point, it's just another genre. And if you flood the market with the same genre over and over, people are going to get tired of it and want to watch something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and their bubble is going to burst. But Warner Brothers with the DC movies, they're going to be the ones because you hear rumors about it. They're the ones that have the attitude of it doesn't matter if it's good. We don't care if this movie's a flaming pile of crap. It's going to bring in the money. Mm-hmm. And you hear rumors of this. It's kind of evident in some of the stuff they've put out so far. Although a lot of people online would disagree somehow, but at least with Marvel movies, like, you know, something like Ant-Man, you can kind of tell there was some interference, like given that we know Edgar Wright was on it, but mm-hmm. at least the end product still seemed fun. It still seemed like people were, it was something that it was a product that somebody enjoyed doing or was somewhat excited about at some point, mm-hmm. like yeah. a lot of the Marvel movies. And that's probably why I don't like the second Avengers movie that much. Like you could tell there was that interference. It kind of felt like there was some good Joss Whedon stuff in it, but some of it just felt unnecessary. Like they're trying to cram in a bunch of stuff without thought of how it affects the end product. And that feels like Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad very much. Now on this downer note. Yeah, we're ending on things we like. Oh, maybe I'll cut all that because we no, basically said that anyway. This isn't this is an emo to su- Supremo episode, remember? No, that was the primo emo episode. Oh. The primo emo. This is the yeah. regular episode. This well, is this the, is super emo. It's it's Supremo. It's the Suasprimo. Suasprimo squad. Squis squad squad. Depending on which way you want to go with it. I'm going to test this episode over and over, and then I'll edit it depending what people say. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. the end result is going to be full of life and spirit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to like wake me up at four o'clock in the morning once or twice and be like, hey, I need you to say these lines again real quick. Same like this. Okay, good. Oh, man. <laughs> I, it's probably going to be expensive when it comes out. But Adobe has this technology mm-hmm. where uh, you it's audio technology and it's not totally unlike stuff that I'm sure is out there already. But the demonstration they did, of course, it's going to be good if it was crap. They would not release that demonstration. But was pretty fantastic to where you know you input a bunch of audio and it works best if you have at least 20 minutes of a person's like of a person talking which any Uh podcaster does Mm. and you put the audio into the program it does the whole like transco transcribing transcribe thing but then you can go in there and just delete the word and it'll cut it or change the word to something completely different oh wow change the sentence and it sounds if you're looking for it at times it sounded a little awkward, but for the most part, it sounded really good. Yeah. Like ah. you could write a new sentence. That's and awesome. It sounded pretty decent. I'm super excited for that technology. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. Because there's so many times where I'll be like, all I need is uh, like half of a sentence to bridge this phrase. Exactly. To, to fix this little thing. Yeah. 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 And there's been a couple times where I'd be like, try to like cut together two words just to make it one word not sound awkward or something you know mm-hmm. where it's yeah be able to bridge with a sentence or half a sentence from one topic to the other yeah and now witches <laughs> yeah would be fantastic mm-hmm. so and then if we had or, a- or i forgot oh man i forgot to promote uh the letters the the letter pull list or the letters page again just type this up mm-hmm. oh, instant promo yeah. that's what i was gonna say maybe we could just be like Oh, there! 
Melanie's not here today. Let's just type her whole part out. <laughs> Robot AI Melanie. I bet if you pushed it, it would get pretty awkward sounding at times. Yeah. But the tech, what they displayed was sounded pretty cool. Uh, speaking of, we have no l- new letters, which is okay because we're kind of getting long on time now, I think. But we have no letters for the letters page. It's very sad. Makes me want to cry. Don't make Melanie cry. No. If you have thoughts on whatever we're going to talk about or what we've talked about on a previous episode, 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 or what we're going <laughs> to need to be talking about next episode. If you have thoughts on Thor, Goddess of Thunder, uh, or any other thing that you would like to discuss with us. Type words at us. Type words at us. Any words. Letters at GrawlixPodcast.com. Send us an email there. We'll read it on the show. Uh, we'll discuss it a little bit. It's L-E-T-T-E-R-S, letters, at, letter, at GrawlixPodcast.com. Uh, if you'd rather send us a vocal clip, as in a voice clip, not like singing. Well, content. Yeah. We'll accept singing, content. too. Uh, you could send us an MP3, keep it under two minutes, and don't make me Grawlix it, please. Uh, you can send that also to that email address, or you can leave us a voice message from your phone. Ooh. You don't have to bust out a microphone or do any fancy recordings. <laughs> That's what I say every time we get ready for the podcast. I'm like, hey, Melanie, are you ready to do some recordings? <laughs> and I say, no. <laughs> Hold on. Let me clean off my spot. That's it. That's what that's, that's pretty that's much it. true. Okay. I, know. <laughs> I didn't expect it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now they know. So you can dial this number. You'll get a voice message. You'll get a, you can leave us a voice message. 559-426-6427 or 559-4-COMICS. Spell it out. Here's a perfect example of when I was recording. Okay, so last episode I ran that little like promo. I came up with time travel promo for the letters page. It was funny. I liked it. I recorded my the line where I said the phone number like three times Mm -hmm. because I kept getting it wrong. I kept switching numbers around. And then when I listened back to it, I was like, none of these are right. None of them? They were all wrong. I never like I recorded it like three times and I never said it right. The last time when I thought it was right, I'd still switch numbers around. So I did literally go in there and cut like a four and a two out of some of my wrong takes. And I put them in order ah. in the recording. Well, that works. I need that Adobe software. Mm-hmm. How much is it going to be? I don't know. A lot. Oh, okay. Go see Rogue One. Tell us the Star Wars things. Tell us the Star Wars. Are you excited for them Star Wars? Have, have your Christmases with the Star Wars. Me? Merry Christmas. Yeah. I do. I have. Oh, yeah. Star Wars is a Christmas movie to you. And they're releasing the new Star Wars in December. Every year. I don't know how nobody else is like that. Is Star Wars a Christmas thing? I never thought it was. Every year we watched it. One of the three. Every year. Huh. But, you know, that's me and my fans, I guess. In honor of the late Ron Glass. This is Jesse. It's not about making sense. It's about believing in something and letting that belief be real enough to change your life. It's about faith. You don't fix Grolix, River. It fixes you. This is Melanie. Wanting people to listen, you can't just tap them on the shoulder anymore. You have to hit them with the Grolix. This is Randy. Stupid bats, you're ruining Grolix night. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcasts, check out GrolixPodcast.com. Also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube, 
TheElectronicMediaCollective.com Facebook.com slash Grawlix Podcast Twitter.com slash Grawlix Podcast All the dot com slash All the Grawlix Podcasts Get ready for that, folks. Yeah. That sounded almost threatening. <laughs> get ready for it. Hey, hey, you get ready for that. <laughs> Brace yourself. You're going to like it. <laughs> I sounded vaguely Louis-esque. Yeah, yeah, that was Louis' mock-threatening voice right there. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're totally right. <laughs> I'm an informative demon. That's what I got. I need my like trigger phrase to fall into it. Yeah. Where? <laughs> Holy crap! Ooh, that was a noise. <laughs> oh, I need to clip. I need to clip that out and send it to him. <laughs> that was good. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a blast from the past, right there. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> none of our li- none of our listeners have any idea what I'm doing, but I'm referencing Louis, uh-huh. my brother. <laughs>